Red Rock Lit Fest Writers Read. Hello. Today I'm with writer Mary Higgins. Mary Higgins has been writing for most of her life. She has a nutrition background and works as a nutritionist. Her most recent book, Too Tired to Cook, The Guide to Choosing Foods That Will Boost Your Energy and Enhance Your Immune System, is available at online booksellers. Mary wrote this book for those of you who find it a challenge to cook meals. Maybe you have an autoimmune disease, chronic fatigue syndrome, or you are a long hauler COVID survivor. Mary experienced chronic fatigue and post-viral illness herself, so she knows what it is like to be too tired to put on a pair of socks. Mary, hi, welcome. Hi, Agatha. Thank you for having uh, me. Are you ready to answer three questions about writing before you begin your reading? Yes. Okay. Just wondering, do you prefer pen or keyboard when you write? I'm definitely a paper and pen person. That's when my creative juices flow onto paper. I use the computer later on for editing. Ah, okay, so you use both. Do you have a system there? Mm -hmm. And what about, are you a daytime or nighttime writer? Well, that would depend on what I'm writing. This is a nonfiction book, but I've also written fiction. And I would say if I'm writing fiction, the ideas come in the middle of the night, like right before bed. So that's when I would be doing my writing. Whereas nonfiction, I have to be wide awake, so it would be in the morning. Okay. And what is inspiring you at the moment? Do you mean what am I reading? Uh, sure. What are you reading at the moment? I'm, I'm reading The Book of Ruth. It won several awards by Jane Hamilton. And okay. Um, I haven't gotten that far. I'm only like chapter four. So it, it seems to be the story of a young girl's life. Hmm. And she, she's living in Chicago, Illinois. Okay. And how did you pick that up? I go to those little, they're called like neighborhood libraries. They're little, a box that you open up and it has books inside of it. They're just down the street everywhere. And I just got it in there. What a nice idea. I like that. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes, the little libraries that you see around. Yeah. Okay, you're, you're one of the people who takes the books. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay, and what will you be reading to us today? I'm going to read from my latest book, which is called Too Tired to Cook, The Guide to Choosing Foods That Will Boost Your Energy and Enhance Your Immune System. So part of it I'm going to read is my experiences with I had chronic fatigue syndrome, so I'm going to write about, read about that part. I remember one day my dear mother found a small advertisement in the local paper for a support group for chronic fatigue syndrome and fibromyalgia. These precious meetings started sprouting up in the Boston area. Attending, I listened to others coping with these two awful conditions, finding great dissonance between what the media reported about the disease, which they said affected couch potatoes, and the flesh and blood people in my support groups. These people were avid bicyclists, mountain hikers, and dancers suddenly struck down by an invisible illness and became couch potatoes. 
At one support meeting, a man described how tiring it was to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. By the time he had spread the peanut butter on one slice of bread, he needed to lie down before he could manage to put the jelly on the other side. I considered myself lucky that this was not me, but was soon in for a shock when I experienced my first relapse. People far more advanced along the illness spectrum attended support group meetings, accompanied by different paraphernalia, including those dreaded oxygen tanks, which I felt helpless to avoid. Would I be on oxygen support in a few years? It was not uncommon for people to bring a bedroom pillow and lie on the floor for the meeting duration. There was a dimmer switch in the room where we met with the lights always turned down low to accommodate the light sensitivity from which many of us suffer. Within a group of people as achy as me with enlarged and painful lymph glands and toting water bottles everywhere to replace the lost fluid volume, I finally found the strange planet where I belonged. I looked forward to attending the monthly support group meeting where medical journal articles were shared and interpreted by those with PhDs. The attendees related their experiences, good or bad, with health practitioners. Every once in a while, a brave journalist would relay her experience of living with chronic fatigue syndrome in a magazine article. After reading one woman's journey with CFS treated with traditional Chinese medicine, I visited a Chinese medical practitioner with an open mind. To my surprise, I was not sent home with a bag of twigs and leaves to boil into a concoction, as the journalist had. It was much more straightforward. All of the herbal remedies I was given resembled BB shots, except they were either black or maroon in color rather than gunmetal gray. You take them with a glass of warm water, the doctor encouraging me to try it in front of him before I left. It was the first time I ever drank water that was warm, not hot, so soothing to my inflamed mucous membrane, and it relaxed all of the tight muscles in my throat. From there on, I added warm water to my hydration regimen adopting my grandmother's weird practice of drinking warm water. It was onto homeopathic medicine, which felt like voodoo to someone trained in nutrition at Simmons College, so steeped in traditional methodology that Harvard Medical School faculty provided some of our lectures. Homeopathy is a most unusual system following a theory of like cures like. You are given such a tiny dilution of a substance that really only the energy of the substance is present to bring on symptoms to eliminate them. Unusual things are used, including seeds, shells, feathers, and venom. All were provided to me in tiny white uniform-sized balls the doctor placed under my tongue for the first dose. I was given cocculus for motion sickness and loose talks for pain. Some things worked and some things didn't have any effect. Chronic fatigue syndrome, now referred to as SEID or Systemic Exertion Intolerance Syndrome, doesn't sound like an accurate name for a condition that involves a dysfunctional immune system. People with this illness have deficient amounts of natural killer cells. Due to the deficient amount, these killer cells are unable to do their important job of surveilling and destroying invading organisms, such as bacteria, viruses, and fungi. Parts of the immune system are hyper-responsive, reacting to foods, medications, and environmental triggers. In contrast, other parts lack the vigilance they need, so a person with this will catch every bug going around. I vividly remember my doctor telling me that I was like a walking petri dish as I contracted every viral and bacterial infection that came my way. As we react to invading organisms, our bodies produce hormones called cytokines, flooding the bloodstream and creating the low-grade fevers characteristic of the illness with resulting aches all over.
Many other conditions have this in common, even people undergoing cancer chemotherapy. The chemo, in this case, causes the body to release the cytokines. The cytokine release also makes people with the flu feel like a 14-wheeler ran them over. And the cytokine storm is what is killing some people with COVID-19. The body launches an all-out attack against the virus, unfortunately killing the person with it. I'm gonna switch over to a better section that's a little more positive. And this is about planning meals. Why plan meals? Hardly anyone wants to do it. You'd be surprised how many people never come up with a plan for eating. Oh, everyone does this when you're hosting a party. You painstakingly plan the menu and shop for all the ingredients, but for the majority, planning a week's menu is avoided, much like going to the dentist. Getting a meal may consist of a hurried forage through the fridge and cabinets, missing things that travel to the back of the refrigerator, never to be seen again. Meal planning should not be a painful chore. Sure, it is stressful to plan a meal when you are hurtling down the aisles of the supermarket with one child riding in the front of the carriage and the other balancing on the back with only half an hour until dinner time. Let's consider something more stressful, restful and deliberate. I actually plan my meals lying down on my sofa. I just close my eyes, taking a few deep breaths to center myself, shutting out all the distractions. No TV, no Facebook, and the cell phone is shut off to reach a more mellow place. Now, from this relaxed, centered place, consider what you would really like to eat, which is also good for your body. This is how you plan your meals and your shopping list. Sit or lie in a comfortable place with a pen and a sheet of paper. If you are like most people, you tend to reach out for foods with a creamy consistency, such as ice cream, when you feel stressed. Well, why not substitute some Greek yogurt with honey? This also provides that creamy and smooth texture. Some Greek yogurts have the surprisingly seductive consistency of cheesecake without containing all the calories that a wedge of cheesecake supplies. You can satisfy your taste buds as well as your blood sugar by indulging in this high protein snack food. Creamy polenta with spinach and carrots is another comfort food. Thanks to Trader Joe's frozen food aisle, this dinner time treat comes in a plastic bag and all you need to do is open the bag and heat it with a little bit of water. Throughout my journey with chronic fatigue, appetite has been a big problem. Those of you undergoing radiation treatments, chemotherapy, or just suffering from a cold probably don't have much of one, especially if you have sores inside your mouth and on your tongue. Many of you with long haulers may have lost your sense of taste and smell, making it even harder to eat. Some chicken soup might appeal to you. Associated not only with comfort, mothers for centuries have fed their loved ones varieties of a broth made from chicken or even duck. Researchers from major universities studied the components in chicken broth and found they actually provide a physical benefit. They loosen nasal secretions. Well, that's welcome news for those of us with stuffed up noses or even chronic sinus problems. Chicken soup is powerful medicine, acting as a natural antibiotic as well as decongestant. The carnosine formed when chicken and vegetables merge actually kills viruses. Some of you may have reduced your intake of wheat products for various reasons and prefer to add some gluten-free pasta or quick cooking barley to your broth. The little tan colored nuggets of barley are easy on the stomach while thickening the broth. And as a bonus, they provide iron and folate, both important nutrients for our immune system. So that gives you an idea of what my book is.
Mary. That's incredible. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. I mean, just the first part, I just thought, oh my gosh, this is how people suffer? Mm-hmm. Yep, and now the people with the long haulers are going through this also. A lot of the same symptoms with the light sensitivity, the memory problems. I didn't read to you that section, but... <laughs> Oh, good heavens. Oh, good heavens. But it sounds so hopeful that you can. I love how you plan your meals. Thanks. I just thought that's such a nice way of doing it. Just really think about what you're going to do. Mm -hmm. Wow. I'm really struck. A any final words that you want to tell us? I just want to tell people that I'll be at the literary festival. I think I'm on Saturday with the nonfiction group. And um, if you want to hear more from my book, you can come to it. And it's on sale at Amazon and bondsandnoble.com. Okay. And yes, and I was going to say that too, that you can listen to more from Mary at the Red Rock Literary Festival. And you think you're on November 6th. It's for two days, November 6th and 7th. Mm-hmm. You can register for the event. All you'd have to do is register for the whole event and then you can pick and choose which panels you go to. Uh, you can register at our website, reacharts.org. And I really want to thank everyone for listening and thank you, Mary, for sharing that. That really touched my heart. Thank you so much. Thank you, Agatha. I enjoyed it. Great. Thanks for listening. Stop by again. Thank you.